Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 through 14. It's good to have Brother Sean and Sister Priscilla, amen, from West Monroe, Louisiana. This is my wife's niece and nephew. Let's welcome them this morning. Amen. We've enjoyed having them in our home. Amen. It's good to have all of our guests. I don't have names on everybody, so I'm just going to say it's great to have all of our guests. Let's give all of our guests a great big welcome, and thank you for being with us. Amen. Philippians 3, verse 13 and 14, a passage of scriptures that I have preached often from. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. In other words, he's saying, I haven't reached it. I don't claim to have reached that place we're all striving for. He said, but this one thing I do. And can I tell you this one thing is vital. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are before. I press toward a mark of the high calling of Christ Jesus, of God in Christ Jesus. It's exciting when we think about those things which are behind that we could turn our back on them because they have bad memories. They are full of regrets, disappointments, mistakes, and failures. But the things which are before is a whole lot more exciting because there's opportunity. There's things we can get it right this time. Amen. There's Wonderful God moments and God things that are ahead. That's what I want to look for. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated. Lord, help us today as we, God, go into the word of the Lord. Open our hearts. Let the anointing fill this house. Help me deliver your word. Fill my mouth with thy word. Speak into our hearts. And God, help us all receive it. Let there be a supernatural work done in lives and hearts, God. Let there be change to take place, hope to be delivered, God, and to be received. And God, let the sovereign work of the Holy Ghost move in this house, Lord, among thy people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you. Clap your hands to the Lord. You'll hold my title for just a little bit until I give you the go of that. We've often, especially with our life recovery class through teaching that over the last, oh, goodness, 27, 28 years, and, and we often hear messages about breaking chains. Chains symbolize being bound, and we don't like to be bound. Amen. And the Bible tells us how can the strong man come in? You know, he binds us. He binds things. We don't just give him free reign, but there's a binding. Uh, if someone were to, God forbid, but someone were to break into a home and someone was there, they would 
certainly try to bind that person and remove their uh, any threats out of their way and then continue whatever they were there to do to break into burger lies or whatever. And so the strong man comes to bind us. Hello? To bind us through addiction, through lifestyles that are not conducive to a life of spiritual health or a good life. And he knows that he cannot have his way with us. And therefore, he must first find venues uh, and, and pathways into our life uh, that creates a binding and a force uh, that can be utilized to control us. The enemy wants to control us. He is the thief I preached about a few weeks ago. He's come, and it's not without any uh, lack of understanding of his intent. He cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy Hello, somebody. But he can't force anything on our lives. He can't force us to do things, but if he'll present things of addiction and lifestyles that are appealing to the flesh, if whatever avenue we so choose to get involved in that, then suddenly it's like a hook set in that old bass's lips, and he comes out of the water trying to shake it loose. But that binding of that change have got a person in such a condition that that they can't break through. They want to be free. They know they need to be free. They know they've been hooked by an adversary, but they know that they try but cannot be free. And so we understand that change symbolize that which would hold us and bind us and hold us captive or hostage to circumstances and to situations. We've all had, or a lot of us have had that experience, thank God, it's no longer a part. But everybody here has a common denominator. And that is we all have a past. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a past. And then look back out and say, so do I. We all have a past. But you know what I've, I've come to know about a past? A past wants to be a chain. And it wants to hold us captive by our past mistakes, our past lifestyles. It wants to hold us hostage and cause us to feel like we can't get away from the past. If we could visualize a ball in a chain this morning of someone trying to move forward, uh, but the chains have attached to heavy weights uh, and it keeps them from making a step forward and they feel paralyzed by the ball and the chain of their past and the reminders of their past and they can't outlive their past and it's like the hounds of hell are haunting them daily, reminding us of where you failed, reminding us of where we went wrong, of all the bad things, pointing the finger of blame and said, this is why this is going on in your world. Oh, this is why things are falling apart. This is the reason. But can I come this morning to tell you that it's nothing but a lie and a deception of hell? I got good news for you. Your past is over with. It is gone. It it was yesterday. It is no longer there. A past is in the history books. It is forever to be put away. And so I have preached a lot and heard preached in prisons, especially in, in, in drug programs, that we need to break the chains of the past. The Lord began to deal with me last week. 
and show me something a little differently. It's not the change of the past that I'm worried about. It's a change of the present. Because the past is the past. It's done. It's over with. It's history. It, it, I, yesterday's gone. I can't bring it back for nothing. I can't change good or bad of anything I did. I can't put time back on the clock. I can't erase back time and go back to the day of yesterday of September the 9th. I can't go back to anything I've ever done. But can I tell you, it is today that I must be concerned with. It is today that I choose the circumstances that hold my life. It is today I want to bar somebody this morning. I got probably 40 pounds of chain right here. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. You see, the adversary wants to look at the change as something of the past that we can't undo, that we cannot change, and cause us to think that we're, we are chained by our past. But I come to refute that lie because you cannot be chained by your past. That is something that's already passed by us. So if we're chained, we can only be chained by the present. And the reason the devil presents this false ideal is because we can't do anything about yesterday. We can't undo those chains of yesterday. We can't go back and erase and correct. But he knows that if he can keep us bound today, but looking in the mirror of yesterday, we'll never shake loose the change of the present, the current circumstances, the current conditions, the current lifestyle, the current fears, and the current doubts that we'll never do anything about it. Come on, somebody, clap your hands to the Lord. It's our present. It's our present that holds us hostage. This is going, I pray, minister to people from different walks of life because, can I tell you, it was Rahab that had a past. She had a rough life. She was a Rahab. The, we all know her past. Right? She was Rahab the harlot. So she was bound by the memories with the Dylan of her mistakes, of the conversations in the local town. Her reputation preceded her. Everybody knew her lifestyle and what kind of lady that she person that she was. And and she lived with that dark cloud, and she probably felt like, you know, I'm never going to get these chains off of me. Uh, no matter how hard I try, everybody knows me as Rahab the harlot. I've been labeled, and that label's never going to be removed off of me. And so, therefore, I've just got to exist. I'm talking to somebody in the Holy Ghost right now that you feel just that way, that you're just simply existing. I'm not talking about necessarily just 
just a sinful lifestyle. Maybe you're going through the darkest storm of your life. Maybe you're living with mistakes of yesterday. Maybe you're just going through the trials that are fiery. Maybe it's oppression or depression. But can I tell you, the devil is a liar. You don't have to live with yesterday's labels. You don't have to live with yesterday's mistakes. But this is a day that the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm serving a God today that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So Rahab the harlot probably held her head down. We're just trying to paint a picture of what makes sense. But then there came a day that the spies were sent in. And somehow Rahab the harlot had to get to thinking. Now the only way I'm ever going to get out of these chains is I'm going to have to deal with the change of the present. The change that I wake up with every morning. The change that I wake up with every day. That, that those choices of life uh, that has kept me where I am. When you think about it, if something has you chained and bound, Brother Dylan, that's a present situation. Hello? But until Rahab began to understand about a God, I'm telling you, when we begin to realize that here's a common denominator, when we realize there's a God that is able to do all things, when there's, there is a God that can change our current conditions, that there's a God who has all power and authority. She told the spies that it came into Jericho, I've heard about your God. We know all about your God. And she said, I, I want to be a part of that, basically. I don't want to keep living with the change of this current condition but I want a brand new life and so she worked to deal with them she said I'll, I'll, I'll help you out but you got to help me out I don't want to live this way I'm paraphrasing I don't want to live with change in the present you know what Rahab finally done she quit dealing with the past and she started dealing with the present can I preach to somebody today as long as you're still hanging on to your past as long as you're still dealing with yesterday's problems and you look in the mirror and say wait just a minute these chains are on me today and I'm not stuck in this current situation I'm not bound hostage for the rest of my life and today I can make a decision to break these chains and so that day Rahab decided to break the chains huh don't get them off of you, sir. Somebody say in the name of Jesus. We're going to leave you bound for a little while yet. And she began to unravel a little at a time of these chains. Come on, somebody. Oh, praise God. Y'all clap your hands to the Lord. I'm, you chained all time. <laughs> Hello, somebody. To unravel these chains. She didn't really, oh, I'm still Rahab the harlot. I, I, I'm still bound and I still don't know if this is going.
going to work. But I know one thing. I've got to deal with the problems of today. And I just got to believe that regardless of my past and regardless of the change that are bound, I just got to believe that this God that they serve will bring me out of this pathway, out of this lifestyle that will help me leave Jericho. I don't want to die in Jericho. That's what she was really saying. I don't want to die in the condition that I'm in. I don't want to die in the lifestyle that I'm in. I don't want this to be the way that it ends. And therefore, she made a deal. And they said, here is a scarlet thread. And you know the story. She hid the spies. She told the lies and got them out of Dodge and all of that. They said, here's your scarlet thread. And if you'll have this thread hanging out your window, hang on, we're going somewhere. Then when, the, when God's people come in, when we come in, then we're going to see that thread. If you'll have it out your window, we're going to see that thread. And when we see that thread, you or nobody in this house will be harmed. I don't know about you, but that took a whole lot of faith. Why does she want to believe these guys? She don't really know these guys. What can she trust about them? I'll tell you what she was really doing. She was really saying, I'm so sick and tired of these present change. And just maybe, just maybe this will work. I, I Just maybe if I buy into this, it's all going to work out. Come on, there you go. Get them chains off of you. Woo! Hello? And all of a sudden, when the storm, or when the, when the, whenever the God's people came in, y'all help me out here a little this morning. Guess what happened? She took that uh, spool of thread and she nailed it to her window casement. And all of a sudden, when the enemy came in and the walls of Jericho began to fall to a, nothing but a rubble and a dust, those 66 foot thick walls crushed nothing like dust but dust. But then in that house, on that corner, was not bothered. It was not shaken. There was not a window pane broken. There was not a door jam out of place. I'll tell you why. Because God said, I'm going to break her chains. And she walked out of there a free lady. She walked out of there. She's no longer my God, have mercy. Rahab the harlot, can I tell somebody today, God's already freed some of you, but you're still wearing the labels of your past. You're still wearing that same old problems of your world. And you still feel like, well, I'm just this and I'm just that. What if Rahab the harlot would have walked out of there and go, oh, I'm still Rahab the harlot? No, she walked out of there and she married somebody. Hello? She got married. Can you imagine the people talking? Hold on a minute. Rahab the harlot's got a boyfriend. Wonder how long this one's going to last. Rahab the harlot's just got engaged. Huh? Those voices. Hold on a minute. Rahab the harlot. Her wedding day's tomorrow. And she's marrying Salome. Huh? He's a good man. I wonder if he knows about her. Did somebody tell him about her mistakes? And she got married, and then they had a son. Come on. Hello? And what was that son's name? Hello, 
know somebody. Anybody ever heard of Boaz? Can I tell you there'd have never been a Boaz if she'd have been held on to those chains. I wonder what's coming in your world when you let the change of the present fall off. I wonder what's about to be birthed in your life that's going to lead to the greatest revival or the greatest breakthrough in your family or the greatest breakthrough in your ministry are going to usher you into the call of God in your life. You see, it can't be born until you let the change fall off of the present. Jojo, you know what you did last Sunday, son? You let the change of yesterday, but you had to bring them that last Sunday and let the present change fall off. What about, what about Jacob? He's a supplanter. He's a deceiver. He's a manipulator. And his name is Jacob. But then he gets along with God. Crosses across the four Jabbok and gets along with God. And there he wrestled with an angel. And before the day break, he said, bless me. Uh, the angel said, let me go. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. You know what Jacob was saying? I'm going to quit looking back at who, do, who did me wrong, that Laban done me wrong, or my past failures with my brother. And you know what? I'm going to realize that ain't nothing going to change until I deal with the change of today. Ain't nothing going to change in my life until these chains of my present are broken. I'm just going to keep on being the supplanter. I'm going to keep on being the deceiver and the manipulator until I deal with my current status. Hello, somebody. And when he got along with God and he would not let go until God blessed him, he got a hold of something and he said, I'm not going to let go to the change are broken. Can I tell you? Then the Lord looked at him. He said, you shall no longer be called Jacob because your current change are coming off. And I'm going to usher you in to another dimension. I'm going to bring you into the divine plan of God. He said, from now on, your name is going to be Israel because thou art a prince with God and with man and thou hast prevailed. You want to be free from your chains? You're going to have to prevail. You're going to have to wake up and say, you know what? I'm not going to live the way I've been living. I'm not going to be bound by the things I've been bound by. I'm not going to keep living with the change of the present. And Jacob got a hold of God. You see, it was Rahab that realized the kind of God that Israel served. It was Jacob that realized ain't nothing, nothing's going to change. I know that's not proper English, Sister Jennifer. Nothing's going to change until I get a hold of God. There's a common denominator. Rahab realized nothing's going to change until I get in contact with that God. Hello? And Jacob realized nothing's going to change. I'm just going to keep going the same old pattern, going through the same old situations. Come on. I'm preaching to somebody today. You're doing just that right now. You're going through the same old cycles. It's the same old thing over and over again. And you ask yourself this question. You have spoke these very words. When am I ever going to break the cycle? Am I stuck here for the rest of my life? Is this all I'm ever going to do? 
do? Is this all I'm ever going to know? Or am I ever going to break this cycle? Can I tell you? Yes, you can. If you'll do just like Rahab and realize that God is able and that God is all-powerful. If you'll do just like Jacob and say, I've got to get in touch with God. I'm, trying, I'm tired of trying on my own. I'm tired of just a blessing here and a blessing there. I need to get a hold of something until something changes in my life. I need to get a hold of God until something literally transforms. Come on, somebody. Don't settle for a little blessing where you can have a change. Don't, don't settle for a little touch of God where you can get a divine breakthrough. Come on. He's got it for you. He'll break those chains. The devil wants to rattle the chains. But God wants to take those chains completely away. You know what he was telling Jacob? You're not going to be defined as Jacob. Your life is not defined by your past or your present. But your life will be now defined by my plan. And that's why he said you're going to be Israel. What happened to Jacob's life? Come on, you know the story. What happened to Jacob? All of a sudden, things took a turn, and Jacob began to align himself with God. He walked into his calling. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God's wanting to bring some people into your calling, but you're still over here on the other side, bound by your current. Are you tired of walking with change when you can step into your calling and you can live the joy and the peace and the Holy Ghost? I wonder if there's anybody here right now. I don't have to preach another second. Are you tired of living with present change? And would you like to step into your calling, into your purpose, and find the life that God has? You know the story. Jacob became Israel. And he became a nation, not just a person. Because it goes beyond us. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost this morning. And we just got caught up in change and Jacob was in those chains, but God said, that's not going to define you. I want to ask you a question. What has been defining you when you look in the mirror? What's been what have you been allowing to define your life? Why don't you just say, God, I'm going to stop trying to define my life, looking at my problems and my mistakes and, and the cycles of life. And I want to look to you, God, who has all power in heaven and earth. And I just have to believe, God, there's something greater than this. There's something better than this. And, God, I just have to believe you're going to define my life much better than what I would define it. You see, Gideon said, well, I'm the least of the least. He defined his own life by his inabilities and who he was. I'm just the least of the least of Benjamin, of the smallest tribe of Israel. I'm a nobody. You know what he was doing, Sister Sheila? He was defining himself and change wrong him. And that was not God's intent or plan. But you know what the angel of the Lord called him? He didn't call him the least of the least of Benjamin. He called him thou mighty man of valor. He said, 
you see yourself as the least of the least, uh, and that's how you want to define yourself. But the angel of the Lord said, I'm going to define you as a mighty man, uh, a mighty man of valor. I wonder, and I'm not just trying to preach something this morning, but I wonder what are you calling yourself? What are you have already convinced yourself that your life's going to be like? But God is trying to speak into your life and say, if you'll let me define who I want you to be, if you'll allow me to define my plan and my purpose in your life, and if you'll take me by the hand, I'll walk you into your calling. I'll walk you into the pathway of destiny. And we have a nation today called Israel. In case you didn't know that, and I know you know that. Where did it begin? Where did it begin? It began when God said, I'm going to change your name. What about, and I know God doesn't necessarily have to change your name. I think these are principles and types and shadows that would come. Why didn't he just leave his name Saul? He was a persecutor of Christians. He burned churches, killed people, persecuted the church. And he got struck down on the road to Damascus. He said, who art thou? Lord, he said, I'm Jesus, whom thou kickest against the pricks. It was there he filled him with the Holy Ghost. His eyes were open, and he began to preach the gospel. And it was Paul that I wrote, that I read the scripture text from today, because Paul referenced oftentimes about his past. What he didn't realize, there was still some change of the present. I feel the Holy Ghost wanting to talk to somebody today. You're allowing the change of the past to hold on to you in the present. When God said, all you've got to do, hear me in the Holy Ghost right now. Don't let it be the change of the past that holds you today because there ain't enough devils in hell that can keep you bound in those chains. If you'll make up your mind, I'm done with yesterday. I'm done with yesterday's problems. That was something in the history books. It's already under the blood or I'm about to bring it under the blood because when you cry out to God, you repent of your sins. You let with a godly sorrow know, God know that it's over. I don't want to do that anymore. Then God's going to take care of it. Get baptized if you haven't been in the name of Jesus and it'll wash those sins away. It'll, those chains are going to fall off with it. But there's some here today that are letting the chains of yesterday hold them today. And he says, Saul, I'm going to rename you Paul. Saul said, you know, he kept referring, Brother Dylan, what Paul did to his past, to how he did that, it haunted him, and, and how he persecuted the church, and it would bother any of us. But one day, Paul finally got victory. Now, he was a preacher of the gospel. But Sammy, come get these chains back if you don't mind. I'm hand them to me again. Just keep me from bending over. Brother Lee, come here just a minute. I'm not going to wrap and tie you up like I did, Brother Sammy. He said he was Houdini. He was this. Paul Kelp. He was preaching the gospel. You see, when your hands are chained, you can't praise. You can't clap. You can't put your hands busy in the harvest. Hello? And so Paul's preaching the gospel. He's trying to plant churches. But there's still a chain of the present. 
from his past. He's got to get rid of that chain. If not, it's going to haunt him. It's going to, he keeps bringing it back up. He regretted it. He hated the things that he did. But he's the only one that kept it alive. Hello? You may be the only one that's keeping your past alive. And finally, Paul came to the place in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13. He said, I, you know what? I hadn't arrived I hadn't, I hadn't reached that place. He said, but this one thing I do, I'm going to forget that stuff from behind. Forgetting the things which are behind. I'm getting, rid, I'm getting rid of the hounds of hell that haunt me every day of my life, that every time I close my eyes, I see the churches burning. I see the people dying, and I'm reminded of what I did. I'm letting go of that, and I've got something before me that I've got to reach. I've got to attain it. I've got to taste it. I've got to walk into it. I've got to live that life. Let's stand together. And Saul became Paul. We know him as a writer of the epistles who wrote more New Testament books than anybody. Paul's ministry took a dynamic turn. Every head bowed and every eye closed. I probably should have followed my notes and it would have been a little more clean and polished. But I didn't. I'm preaching. No, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. God's preaching. I want to tell somebody right now, your current situation, you're not defined by it. Your trial, your storm, Job said, I'm going to come forth as gold tried in the fire. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter how your world's been turned upside down, this is not going to define who you are. Hear me, this is not going to define who you are. It's not going to define who you are. When you step out of your seat and you come to this altar and you say, God, I'm ready for the next step. I want to walk into my destiny. I want to become who you want me to be. I can't do anything about my yesterday, but God, you can do something about my tomorrow. I can't undo my past, but God, you've already cleansed me or you will cleanse me of it. Sitting here in this audience right now with multiple people with change of the present still on you. When God says, I'll break them, I'll loosen those chains of the present. I'll loosen the chains of the present that tells me I'm in this rut and I'll never get out. I'm in this spiritual stagnation and I'll never have revival in my spirit again. Those voices of hell that's trying to convince people you're not going to break out. You're not going to return back to God. Oh, but why don't you get rid of the chains of the present? God's here today to break the chains 
of the present. God, I know you have all power. Lord, I pray over everyone in this sanctuary right now. God, I've done all I can do. Oh, God, I pray for your spirit to talk, to reach the pool, to remind someone. you will break the chains of their life. I, I know it's, I'm not trying to be theatrical or anything of that nature, but I just felt that somebody could come and get a chain this morning and say, I'm, today, I'm throwing that chain down. It'll symbolize the chain that's currently holding you. Whether it's the chain of doubt, the chain of fear, the chain of the past, the chain of oppression. Come on. What is it? What chains are there today? Forgetting the things which are behind, I reach. I reach forth to the things which are ahead. Are you tired of the past? Are you tired of those chains that currently have you? And are you ready? Are you ready to reach for something that is in front of you? Something that God has for you. Are you ready? What are you waiting on, sir? I encourage you, ma'am. Chains chains that keep us bound chains of the current of the present that we need to break that we need to let go of cycles that we keep looking to come back again you know what that is that's a chain the reminders of how we've done before and we're probably going to do it again. That's chains. You need to break free. And say, that no longer dictates who I am. That no longer defines who I am. That no longer is going to determine where I go in life or who I am. I'm not the person I used to be. Come on, won't you reach out to God right now? Won't you reach out to him where you're at right now? Anybody else want to come get this chain and say, I'm tired, I'm tired. I know it's symbolic. to do for you today. The chains. Come on. Come on. It may seem like a small symbolic thing. Such a Sheila, I'll never forget one time I was in my home church and I had never surrendered to preaching. Is eating my lunch. 
and they throw the towel down and said, if you feel your calling and, you're, and it's keeping you and you're afraid, come and pick up this towel. I thought that was made no sense. I, I thought I'm going to look dumb. I'm not going to, my pride's not going to let me do that. But the more they preached about it, the more it compelled me. Before I knew it, I grabbed that towel. <laughs> and what I did, something broke. Something broke. Come on, there's some people here today. You need something to break. You need to allow your heart to break open before God. You need to allow your faith to break open before God. You need to let something break in the spiritual realm that holds you at this time. <laughs> 